0: Welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions, which is produced by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm one of your hosts, Kennedy Hawk. I've got two co-hosts with me today. We've got Crimson. How's it going?
1: It's going pretty good. Feeling better.
0: And we've got Addercop. How's it going? Hold on. Hold on.
2: Hang on. I'm still... Okay. Uh, I'm I'm activating my War Machine Alter Ego. I'm shuffling cards back into my deck. Well, I'm still doing it. This is the first time that I've done it, and it hasn't stopped.
0: You're shuffling a card back into your deck.
2: No, it doesn't say once. It doesn't say once per turn or anything. I'm still. Oh boy. Okay, that's all of them. Okay, they're all back in. I'm doing good now. I'm doing good, but um, that was rough. That was a lot of cards.
0: Okay, about fifteen at at most, right?
2: Well, I kept I kept playing them oh, and okay. stuff. So, After. I don't really. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm good now. It's good.
0: We're good. Well, in case people didn't know, today's topic is War Machine.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's convenient.
0: We're a little bit behind, so we are catching up on all these hero packs and scenario packs. The next couple episodes will be sort of War Machine, Vision, Valkyrie, and Hood-focused, as you can imagine. And we're hoping to get all those done before Sinister Motives drops on us in the sometime of 2022
2: (laughs) future. I think we can do it. I think we
0: can do it. I think so. Before we get too far, we did want to mention and give a shout out that Con of Heroes early bird tickets are on sale right now. And the early bird price is valid until February 1st when the price jacks up by about five bucks. So if you want to check out a Marvel Champions exclusive con, you should go to conofheroes.com. Or there's a channel on our Discord or the main Discord or the Hall of Heroes Discord just about everywhere. That you can ask questions and see if this is something you'd want to participate in and we don't have a ton of details yet on all the events but there are going to be some events that if you're unable to attend the con you'll be able to play remotely and enter yourself into like a raffle to win some of the con swag so if it's something that you can't do this year due to you know like a global pandemic or something else (laughs) that's totally understandable so Stay tuned to the page and sort of watch for news because we'll keep announcing things as we announce them for the con, but also on the show here, which is the show you're listening to.
2: And then uh, if you aren't there in person and you can't buy me a beer in person, I think that Dan is going to start a a, uh, GoFundMe so that if you can't make the con, you can still buy me a beer, right?
0: It's true. Um, And there's a lot of beer in Minnesota. There's
2: a ton. There's a ton. And it's so good. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that, too.
0: Okay. We'll put that in the link below for sure. It won't be a Rickroll video. <laughs> Maybe it will be. Oh, hey, and we need an MCM matchup for this episode. So last time we had a Thanos match. Since today's topic is War Machine, War Machine, War Machine, War Machine, our MCM matchup for this week is going to be a little bit interesting or a little bit different. So what we're going to challenge you to do is you can still play at any player count you want, but we want you to play a game with either Iron Man or War Machine as one of your four heroes, or both of them if you're playing with more than two players, um, against Ultron. And I want you to record exactly how many Ultron drones those two armored heroes defeat. And we'll ask for that and see how many drones the community defeats in this two-week period. So super excited for that. So your MCM challenge, the link is in below. So there's a ton of links below. There's kind of heroes link. There's this link. And uh, next, we're going to talk about the survey. And there's a survey link too. So... Check out the link below for the Google Form. We'll report all those results in the next episode, or in uh, two episodes, depending on how we record. All right, thanks uh, for participating in the MCM Challenge. Okay, and one more announcement before we get to the War Machine episode on full. In about 20-ish days, the MCM team is recording our 2021 awards show. So we're going to talk about the best things in Marvel Champions from the year of 2021. So this includes releases all the way from Wasp and to at least me locally, all the way through War Machine slash The Hood. So you're going to be able to, if you choose, go to our show notes, click on the little Google Forms link, and vote on your favorite hero from the last year, your favorite older hero that got the most help from aspect cards, your favorite aspects, your favorite villains, all sorts of things like that. We're going to get the community answers and read them to everybody. And then we're going to ask the hosts of the MCM show, what their answers would be, and see who is most in touch with the community. So if you want to answer that survey, make sure you fill out that Google form in the show notes or on our Discord or on our Facebook page, wherever you follow us. And we are very excited to get your opinion and see what the community really thinks. The survey's been out for about a week now, a week and a half, and we are up to 400 responses. So I'm super excited. I want to see how high we can get and how many people from the community can really give us their opinion so we can get sort of like a definitive answer or at least definitive within the microcosm that we've created. Anyway, back to the War Machine. James Rhodes' War Machine is a really cool leadership hero pack. I know we've played it enough that we can probably talk about it and give our assessments. So, Addercop, I think you wanted to do an overview of War Machine's kits and sort of his precon deck and and the sort of stuff it comes with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, before we say that, I, I, you know, I like I, I like War Machine as a choice. I'm glad that they made War Machine. Um, and uh, you know, he just reminds me of simpler times when a billionaire playboy and his best friend helicopter pilot slash bodyguard could just kind of go and do whatever they want, and nobody nobody asked any questions. Um, about how nobody's ever seen War Machine or Iron Man in the same room as the two of them at the same time, you know? So it's just simpler time. Simpler time. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we've got Rhodes. Rhodes. He's got recovery of three and a hand size of six with ten hit points. Um, he's got the shield and soldier keywords. Uh, action. Choose a War Machine card in your discard pile and shuffle it into your deck. And the end of the t- that is all it says. It does not say anything extra. Uh, there is a forced response that says after you change to this form, discard each ammo counter from Yeah, War Machine's big thing is ammo counters, um, or I, as I've been calling them, bang bang bucks. Um, but to clarify on the alter ego, the uh action of uh choose a war machine card uh in your discard pile and shuffle back in is limited to once per turn um it's not printed that way but that's what it is and that's unfortunate uh on his hero side uh he's got a thwart of one because you don't hire war machine for the thinking he's got an attack of two and a defense of two which are both pretty pretty good stats um he's got the avenger and soldier keyword so he drops shield he gains avenger uh, and he's got his ability Locked and Loaded. Response, when you change to this form, place five ammo, or bang-bang bucks, counters on War Machine. Um, also, his flavor text is uh, one of my favorite ones, with Boom, Looking for This, uh, which I believe is from his story from the movies, right? Where he's trying to drop the uh, the punchline with the tank.
0: Definitely. Age of Ultron, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I said, Boom, Looking for This. Um, pretty good. So getting into his uh, his 15-card kit, We wouldn't have a Rhodey without Shellhead. So his signature ally is Iron Man, uh, who costs 3. He's got a Thwart of 2 and an Attack of 2, both with 1 Consequential Damage and 3 HP. But the most relevant part about him is, response, after Iron Man enters play, search your deck and discard pile for a tech upgrade and add it to your hand. Shuffle your deck. So that's really cool. Because in, in the worst possible scenario, you're just getting an extra card, you're getting a uh, a two thwart, two attack, three health ally for functionally two. Pretty solid. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, th- his other, his other big card, in my opinion, is uh, his munitions bunker support. Uh, it costs two. Um, it has an alter ego action to exhaust the bunker and place two ammo counters here. Hero action: exhaust the bunker and move all of the ammo counters over to War Machine. So this gives you a chance for a couple extra, um, you know, usually, usually you're going to get like four ammo counters on it before you flip because, you know, presumably you flip down to Alter Ego on a turn, activate it, start your next turn, activate it again, flip to War Machine, get your five from flipping into Hero, and then you have a reserve of four more, which is a really, really nice feeling. Um, it gives you two pretty, pretty active turns. Um, he's got his upgraded chassis upgrade. Upgraded chassis, upgrade. Yeah, I said that right. Uh, It costs three. Uh, It's got the armor and tech keywords. Uh, War Machine gains the aerial trait. Hero response. After you change to hero form, exhaust upgraded chassis, gain a tough status card. It's pretty cool. Uh, It just adds more um, value to him flipping to hero, so you can kind of get that theme going uh, between the bunker, the ammo counters, and the chassis. You can do a lot between your two sides. Uh, he's got two copies of Gauntlet Gun, which is his uh, resource generator. It's a two-cost upgrade. Uh, resource, exhaust Gauntlet Gun, generate a wild resource for a War Machine event, and place one ammo counter on War Machine. So as far as resource generators go, this one's pretty limited, um, but it does give you the War Machine ammo counter. It, wow. It does give War Machine an ammo counter. Um, so you get that little bit of a refund. Uh, as we get into the other event, events, you'll see the uh, the impact of that. Uh, He's got his uh, 1 cost upgrade Missile Launcher, a Hero Action Exhaust um, Missile Launcher, and remove 1 ammo counter to deal 2 damage to any target this attack gains ranged. So you can see there, you spend 1 ammo for 2 damage wherever you need it, and it's immune to retaliate. Pretty nice. Um, Shoulder Cannon, is his next card is probably his most powerful card, Uh, is a 2 cost upgrade. Hero action, exhaust, shoulder cannon, uh, deal one damage to an enemy. You may remove one ammo counter from War Machine to ready shoulder cannon. Uh, It mentions his favorite Pokemon in the flavor text, uh, Rattata. And uh, that's really cool. Um, So, you know, if you flip to your hero form...
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had to unmute myself to stop spitting my drink on my (laughs) non-Pokemon
1: Yeah, I was muted, but I did laugh also. <laughs> so so
0: in
2: a bad situation, you're shooting for one wherever you need it, so you can break a tough token. Pretty cool. Uh, in a good situation, um, you can deal one a bunch of times all over the board to deal with a ton of minions. Any minions that have, you know, two or three HP or a, a big, I'm sorry, a swarm of two or three HP minions are like nothing to War Machine. Um, he's got two copies of Repulsor Beam. Uh, it's a one cost event, attack, remove an ammo, it, so it costs one, you also remove an ammo, uh, you deal four damage to an enemy. It's good, it's efficient, if you have the gauntlet gun out, it is functionally free. Um, and then on the other side of that, we have two copies of Targeted Strike, which is functionally, this, it, it's, it's uh, a, it is a, uh, repulsor beam that knocks away yellow tokens. <laughs> uh, it costs one, one ammo, remove three threat. So pretty good, pretty reliable. Um, Combine both of those with his ability to shuffle them back into the deck and you can really cater your hand as you get to a very thin deck. Uh, He's got two copies of Scorched Earth, which costs three, move three ammo counters and deal three damage to each enemy in play. And it's significant here because a lot of other effects like this say choose a player, uh, deal it to all of them uh, and the enemy or deal it to all the minions or whatever you'd like. This one says deal three damage to each enemy in play. So if it is in play, it's taken three. Um, I didn't notice that at first, and after playing a few three-player games, that's pretty nice. It's really nice, actually. Um, And then finally, he's got two copies of full auto, which is my favorite card from his kit. Um, It costs two hero action, remove four ammo counters from War Machine and choose an enemy. Deal eight damage to that enemy. This attack gains overkill. I am a simple man. I like to deal 8 damage, overkill is cool, and I don't want to spend a lot on it, so I will spend 2 resources and 4 bang bang bucks to bang bang a minion, and uh, pretty much any big minion, uh, With obviously there's exceptions, um, but most big minions get knocked right over by full auto. And uh, that's everything. How do you guys like it?
0: I like them a lot. I like that he's got sort of a dual resource mechanic, right? He's got cards as resources, just like everybody does. But since he's working with these bang bang bucks, which I have to say our group calls all tokens bucks, like we call resources bucks. And in Star Wars Destiny, we call them space bucks. So the next time we play, I'm going to call these bang bang bucks.
2: Bang bang bucks. Thank you. If if the community could adopt one stupid thing that I've said, I hope it's bang bang bucks. Oh. So that's that's me reaching out.
0: I could go with it Thank you. anyway I think he has a dual resource economy that works way better than Groot's Right? Groot had growth tokens and sort of regular resources but with growth tokens the forced response to like have to remove them when you're taking damage made him like super limiting Um, kind of like never wanted to take damage if you wanted to take advantage of those tokens which was a bummer
1: yeah Groot's Um, just bad though (laughs) sorry what was that? (laughs) I said Groot's just bad though it's true. It's true. <laughs> um,
0: he's at least worse than War Machine
1: in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh uh. We're getting so, of ourselves now. Uh, so just a little bit. War Machine is one of the few comics I own the first first edition number one of. I'm not okay. a big comic guy, so like I own Spawn one through eighty, uh first editions. I own I, you know you already war war oh, machines. might micro- you read Spawn. I get it. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm a Spawn guy myself. Like, Got can it. we have Spawn? Let's do Spawn. Uh, let's let's get it in here. Come on. <laughs> but uh I like War Machine comics. I, I've always liked War Machine. He's always been one of my favorite. He's okay in the card game. Like, you know, none of these events stand out as super awesome. But they don't. None of them are bad. Like th- th- I think that's the thing is like none of these. I would be upset if I pull. Like if I top deck a full auto, even if I don't have a minion to hit with it, it's still eight damage. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not bad. But I'm like, you know, you you top deck a repulsor beam. Yeah, it's not great, but it's four damage. You know.
2: The exception to it, that, I guess, would be scorched earth.
1: Yeah, like it's it might three be three for, for three. three. <laughs> Not great. It, unless you're playing against wrecking crew then you're like yeah buddy <laughs> oh man
2: yeah i didn't even think about that i haven't played against wrecking crew
1: shoulder cannon when i first saw it i thought it was terrible oh man I, I was not a fan i thought it cost too much i'm like it cost two it should cost one the more i've looked at it the, the more i've seen it the more i've come around on it too uh, I do think it's probably his best card.
2: That card is certified insane now. Like, he'll uh, just throw a bunch of ones all over the place, who else can do that? Yeah,
1: it's because of the ability to remove the tough. It's That's just so important. Mm-hmm. The, you can
0: dump uh, so much into it. I've seen some people play a, jack, a multiplayer game with War Machine where they kind of sit in alter ego form and get the munitions bunker down and just build up. Unlimited ammo, basically. And then they flip and dump it all into War Machine. And then he's like, alright, I shoulder cannon 22 damage into the villain.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's excessive. That's like 10 turns of farting around in alter ego form. But it sounds fun.
1: But if you're Justice and you can control the, th- the threat timer, you could probably do it. And that's probably the deck I'm going to end up playing more. Is this weird control... Deck where I'm bound where I'm spending most of my time in alter ego. And
0: yeah, but every time you flip, you discard the ammo from him. You don't discard it from the bunker though. So sure, you can still sure. build stuff up in the bunker. So that's true.
1: And and I think he can be really really fun if you play him outside the box. Um I'm not a fan of the upgraded chassis. I mean I, I like everything about it. I just don't like the cost. The three, so it's it's four cards, is a lot. It,
0: yeah, but four cards for like a tough every time you change.
1: Yeah. Game, yeah, like good. if you can get it early, it, 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 it actually has the same problem that Avengers Mansion has. You know, like late game, it's just bad. Early game, it is wonderful. If you can get it down in your setup turns, I think... I think you're you're rocking. I wish there was a way for him to get munitions bunker, like you know, like a tutor or something like that, that would allow him to pull. Because the way I play him, it's all about the munitions bunker, mm-hmm. and you know, there's only one of them in the deck, so ooh, it's rough. Like if that's your game plan, then you're a one in forty chance to get your game plan to work.
0: Yeah, it's just like Quiver with Hawkeye, right? If that's the 40th card, you're real upset for a deck mm-hmm. pass, and then, yep. <laughs> then you're really excited. Why not just cheat?
1: You just cheat? <laughs> I, in fact, I really think they need to get some tutors in this game. Like, you know, some basic tutors that search for supports or search for an upgrade or search for an ally. Um, Make them expensive as hell. So they're going to take up a full turn to, to to get your card, but they will allow combo decks to be I don't know. More I, I kind
0: of feel like you can go through your deck fast enough if you build it, right? If you bring um, a bunch of... Oh gosh, what's the card? It's got Tony Stark's face on it. Assessing the situation, right? That's yeah, like a yeah. really big deck accelerator. And if you're worried about getting Munitions Bunker, you throw three of those in there. Yeah, you're just passing a card from one turn to the next turn, but the key is you're going through your deck faster. So you've reduced Mm -hmm. your 40-card deck down to 36 cards or something. And if you're doing like what we've talked about before, like playing every card in your hand, mulliganing as deep as you can from Munitions Bunker, then you should be good to go, right?
1: I mean, you can get through
0: 12 cards in your opening (laughs) hand, so you're down to 28 left. If you've got three Assess the Situations in there, you're basically through six more, so now you're down to... 18, 22 cards. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's and with a Nick Fury, if, if you choose to draw, that, that'll a good one. I like that you more. can
0: mulligan really aggressively, because the Iron Man yes. ally can search your deck or discard for a tech upgrade, so if yes. you throw away something that's really important, you can pull it back out and not even have to worry about it.
1: And um, Rhodes lets you get it back, too. And here's the other nice thing. is If Mission Bunker gets destroyed, Rhodes lets you get it back into the
2: deck. He's got another bunker. You know he's got another bunker.
1: <laughs> You'll
2: <Yeah. laughs> go find it.
0: It won't be as full of ammo as the old bunker. I'm just saying.
2: No, that was right. That was, right. That was
0: prob- <laughs> I think next
2: time I play uh, War Machine, that's what I'm gonna do: is just continually add ammo uh, instead of cashing it in for the four, like the maniac that I am every single time. And just like just play like normal, you know. And then when we get to the last couple of phases, say you know what I've got. I've got you know. 20 or I guess realistically like 10 ammo counters. Let's let's do something, then you know flip on the AC DC and, and shoot to kill, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he pairs really really well with a, a good Captain Marvel uh Mar-Vell, uh player. I, I think War Machine and Captain Mar- Marvel team team up just uh, I think it's really fun because they, they both have this this build up to explosion. Um,
2: we, we don't have a Captain Marvel.
1: Or, or Captain, what's her name? Um, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Captain, Captain Marvel? <laughs> yeah, Captain Marvel. <laughs> no,
2: no, we don't have Marvel.
1: <laughs> um, so they both have these, like, you know, build up for big, massive turns. And Carol lets you, lets the Rhodes player draw extra. She's got so much draw that she just pairs so well with it.
2: You guys play with Captain Marvel players that let you draw extra cards? Yeah.
1: No way. Dude, I got I got I got a pocket Carol Danvers.
2: And that's that's,
0: <laughs> no, that's how I, 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 don't... I play Carol
1: Danvers. Just pass cards to everybody else. It's super yep. <laughs> I
2: don't agree.
0: There's no <clears> way. I, it's, it's not my fault. I gave you all yep. these cards and you didn't do nothing. So. Yep,
1: you get invited back every time. <laughs> Man. That's
2: that's it. That's the Marvel Champions
1: party secret. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I I think he's I think he's good. I don't think he's great. He, he's definitely no Captain America or, or you know, uh Captain Doctor Mobile. Strange. <laughs> but I think he's fun. I think he's got some weird quirks and you can play him very differently than they intended you to play him and that's what I I like to play characters. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely
2: different... your whole discard back in.
1: <laughs> I, I like to play characters the way the devs did not want me to play.
2: Them. <laughs> yeah. Shuffle his whole hero set back into the deck every turn.
0: Yeah. I don't see why I can't. I don't know what you're talking
2: about. That's how they didn't mean you to play him, for sure. <laughs> it, it doesn't say it. No. It <laughs> doesn't say it. Show me where it's written.
0: <laughs> Read the card, right?
2: Yep. Man.
0: So, what is your favorite card from his set? You mentioned a couple of them here. You seem to like all of them, basically. So, what's what's the card that, for you, makes you say, "I want to play War Machine"?
1: Munitions bunker.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Crimson's going for that one in forty combo that he told us about. Yeah. You know? This is
2: this for me because you're right. I did say that I like a lot of these cards. Like this is like having to choose a favorite child. Um, where one of the child, one of the children isn't like distinctly better. Um, just, you know, objectively. Uh, I think, I don't want to say shoulder cannon because everybody, everybody knows that that's the best one. I like full auto a lot just because I like doing big, I, you spend a lot of bang, bang bucks and not a lot of, uh, bucks, regular bucks from your hand for it. Um, Dealing dealing eight and overkilling something is just so satisfying. And it's it's simple. I'm a simple guy. Like I just that's just how I play champions. I want to hit something really hard.
1: And you can break it down to just to two bucks. That's it. You know, I've got two gambling cannons in play.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't. I <laughs> I haven't typically I usually play one gauntlet gun and then the other one will just keep floating around um so that I can grab it with Iron Man.
0: Mm, that makes sense. My favorite card is actually the upgraded Chassis. I think that the tough every other turn is like super valuable, especially in solo. If you're playing a flipping game with Justice and you're confusing him when you flip down and then you have tough when you flip up, all of a sudden like the villain activation doesn't even affect you and you just have to deal with an encounter card, which is not so bad.
2: And that's not to be confused with playing the flipping game, right? The inflection mm-hmm. is different, so you're playing the flipping game, but not playing the flipping game.
0: I'm playing the flipping game, not playing the flipping game.
2: Okay. that's. I'm writing that one down, actually. That's distinct. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you about the chassis, though. I think that um, it's really, really good, because his hero design inherently puts value on flipping, so any additional resources that you can add to a mechanic that you're already going to be required to do is just good.
0: So what's your favorite aspect to play with War Machines
1: kit? Pluses. I mean nothing else, right? That's <laughs> the only ones that exist, right? Yeah.
2: Um, I've played him in just about everything. I don't think uh I don't think I've played Protection War Machine, because I keep like spitballing ideas and then saying like, oh this is stupid, and then playing a different one. Um but I've played him in leadership with uh one of Brian V's deck from the Marvel DB. Um that's cool that we can shut him out, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um it's a it's a deck that recurs Iron Man and uh it's super cool so it plays like rapid response and make the call and it it really leverages Iron Man as a combo piece. Um and you get your pieces so quickly that like I think that's where I I learned to keep a Gauntlet gun to bounce around to get discounts on other cards like because obviously Iron Man finds the card. You don't get the discount on Iron Man, but you do get the discount on the the second card you play.
0: I think it even had a what is it call for aid in it right because iron yeah. man is the only avenger ally so as soon as you yes. get that card you discard your entire deck looking for iron man because you can flip down and shuffle whatever card you need back in right
1: right, so right. i And I that's a that good a lot too it's
0: really fun
2: it's a lot of fun i made a few changes to it to my, myself which obviously is not to discount um brian's deck building because it's awesome um just things that i like more and i can't remember off the top of my head obviously because now i'm talking about it um but it's fun it's a cool mechanic i really like the i like the engine for the deck i think it plays really really well and it's 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 cool like you play war machine you get oh uh that makes the team up card uh, a little more reliable which i didn't mention while we were talking cuz obviously it's not part of his kit um but that team up card is uh it's a banger it's really you play good. that it's super yeah, good so it's a
0: three cost event two against the world Team up Iron Man and War Machine. Max one per deck. Hero action. Search your deck for a tech upgrade and put it into play. Shuffle your deck. Ready Iron Man and War Machine. It's really good.
2: That's super good. Um, So yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I played him in Aggression, which I honestly did not have a lot of fun with. Um, and I think that was a consequence of the two resource types. Because, like you want to pay for stuff, and you also want to pay for stuff and use ammo tokens, you're always going to prioritize your ammo events. Um, yep. And then it puts you, it, you know, it put me into weird turns where I'm staying in hero mode because I'm going to throw some attacks out, um, like a Relentless Assault or something like that. Um, but I don't have any ammo tokens, so what do I do past that?
0: I liked him a lot in Aggression, and I played him with Yarmjorn. Because oh, yeah. none of his weapons, or none of his techs and weapons are um, restricted, so you can play like hand cannons and Yarnbjorn and Godslayer and whatever else you want. Um, and whenever you can't use like missile launcher with the ammo counters, you can just mean swing it because it's a tech weapon. So your base attack is basically five like every turn, which is crazy. Um, so I enjoyed aggression a lot with him.
2: And see, now I'm regretting because I intentionally did not use Yarnbjorn because of how frequently I use it. So when I built the War Machine deck, I was like, I'm not doing that for once. And then. Uh, you know, you tell me that that is the best way to play him, and you'll have a lot of fun. I don't know do... if it's the best way. It's the way I played him. Well, that's what I heard. Okay, that's what I heard. Yeah.
0: So... I am the best. It's true. <laughs> um. So the, yeah, I'll try the that. gauntlet guns are also weapons. I mean, they're guns. You should expect them to be weapons, but it's another weapon you can use for mean swing. So he's got, I think, four weapons in his kit, which is really cool. That's it's very helpful.
2: <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to make your, your mean swings live.
0: Yeah, I had a turn where I used three mean swings for a base attack. It was super fun. <laughs> I didn't spend <laughs> any ammo, but it was okay.
2: Oh, man. That's I really swung good.
0: those missile launchers right into Rhino's face, or whoever it was. I can't remember.
2: Whatever, Whoever it was, he got it.
0: All right. right, well, that's sort of War Machine, but he comes with a bunch of other cards too, right? Uh, Yeah, some kind
2: of, of like blue right? cards or whatever. I'm not sure.
0: Some great blue cards. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe. All right. So he comes with a preconstructed leadership deck. There's not. There's there's a couple new blue cards, and there's a couple reprints. But the reprints of allies. I'm always a big fan of reprints of allies. If you're gonna reprint something, please don't reprint interrogation room and combat <laughs> training. Please reprint Falcon and Goliath. I'm okay with that. I like that. <laughs> So he comes with a Black Panther and Captain Marvel ally. So we've got two more ally versions of heroes from the core set. Um, we'll, we'll read through our favorite cards later and we'll see which ones we want to touch on. He comes with a support called Command Team, which is a giant Helicarrier shield looking thing.
1: He Looks like a smiley voice. What was that? Looks like a face. Like a face? Yeah, like teeth grinning.
0: I mean, maybe it is.
1: Project Insight.
0: <laughs> oh, geez. No. <laughs> It I comes go. with uh, three new events that sort of build this new archetype into leadership. So an event called Sneak Attack, an event called Save the Day, and Go Down and Swing It. And Ooh. then some other cards. So what was your favorite blue card that he came with, Crimson, other than none of them?
1: <laughs> I, comm- I, I like Command Team. I, th- I think it's good. Uh, yeah, I'm Command a- Team
0: is really good. Two-cost support, it's got three uses, so it comes into play with three counters and discards when it runs out of them. And it has an action, exhaust command team and remove one counter from it to ready an ally. So,
1: And it's not limited in like ready an Avenger ally, ready a Guardian ally. It's just ready a damn ally.
0: Right, yeah, oh, yeah get ready deal. is a zero cost card that readies a random ally. And this is basically three get readies that you pay for ahead of time. So you don't have to worry about drawing them at the right time. It seems, and like it,
1: And it still costs game. three cards.
0: Yeah, it's like almost the same card, but better.
1: But what I was not happy with was the Save the Days Goat yeah, Swings.
0: Ah, so I'll, well, I'll read through the three events because I think they all go together, really. So, Sneak Attack is a one cost event. It kind of harks back to a Lord of the Rings event that Addercott might want to talk about. But it's an action that says choose an ally in your hand that shares a trait with your identity. Put that ally into play. If that ally is still in play at the end of the phase, discard it. Um, So you can sneak a Falcon into play and get his entrance play effect, or Captain Marvel and Black Panther that we might talk about later. But they're not going to be able to block for you.
1: Uh, You I I, think sneak attack's good. I think sneak attack's good.
0: I think sneak attack's good, but I don't think it's as good as as the Lord of the Rings card. Because you can't... (laughs) You can't, it isn't. It, and that card is redonkulous, right? Because um, there's action windows in all the phases basically there. So since this is an action and it discards at the end of the phase, the only phase right now that we can use it on is the hero phase. We can't sneak something in, like we can't sneak a Mockingbird in in the villain phase, have her stun Rhino, and then block for the second player.
1: Yeah, it um, should have been an interrupt at start.
0: Yeah, if it was like when a phase begins, choose an alien in your hand and put it into play.
1: Um, but i think there's potential for this in the long term
0: there is you kind of have to find all those combo pieces like the other two the other two cards are really good combo pieces with it so save the day is another one cost event
1: Yeah, one cost one cost
0: remove threat from the scheme equal to that ally's printed cost so if you sneak attack a captain marvel into play she comes into play and could do a bunch of damage based on her effect that we'll read soon. She could swing for three, and then you could save the day with her to remove what is it, five threat. And all you've done is paid two costs. That's pretty good. But you have to have Captain Marvel save the day and sneak attack in your hand and two more resources to pay for everything.
1: Yeah, yeah because like for like some reason all
0: at the same time.
1: Yeah, because for some reason save the day cost one. Just saying. <laughs> salty about that one. <laughs> I don't
0: mind the 1. I think it it's just it's not going to get used on cheap allies, right?
1: I mind the 1 when the next card you're going to talk about is the exact same card in a different form, but 0.
0: Alright, so the next card is a 0 cost, go down swinging. Hero action: discard an ally you control. Deal damage to an enemy equal to that ally's printed cost. I think this is fine because damage is generally cheaper than threat removal, so costing yeah. one more seems fair to me, right? Yeah. This isn't
2: a, this isn't the exact same card.
0: Four, four justice is two resources for three, potentially four. Uppercut is bad for damage, and it's it's three resources for five. I guess that's saying that the ratio is the same. Maybe that was a bad example.
1: What what, what I would have really liked to have seen. And the reason why I was kind of upset with these cards, just in general, is I wanted them to do their, their stat line instead of the printed cost. Because I wanted to use it with like stuff like Goliath and things like that, you know? Um, vision. Or you give your allies boost, you can fling. Because this is pretty much a fling, it's a magic card. Uh, or you fling it. And unfortunately it says printed cost instead of, you know, their attack value.
0: I mean... With Goliath, you'd be doing five instead of four. So it's not that much better. With Vision, you'd be doing four or four, unless you yeah. found like a second way to pump him. So like it's it's doing the equivalent thing, or, right?
1: Or Wonder Man. Plus you gotta remember in that type of deck, you would run a lot of the the plus the, you know, the the pumps, you know, the, the things that come into play or you play him on one turn and increase. Yeah, the... so
0: what if it said remove threat equal to this ally's printed thwart? That'd be I really bad,
1: right? Mm, like, I, I, I'd like actually like it a lot more.
0: Printed thwarts? Like,
1: oh, not printed. Ally, not print... The ally would
0: printed thwart more than right. two, right? Right,
1: not printed, but.
0: Okay, you just want their thwart.
1: Yeah, the thwart. It should have been thwart and their attack damage.
0: I think they're fine. The biggest problem with them is you have to get the pieces in your hand at the same time. And the other big problem is that allies are so good at blocking, it's hard to justify sacrificing an ally for this other effect when you could eliminate the villain phase, which is far more costly to the hero. Yeah. Um, That was my big problem with them.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, they're not bad. I just was... I was disappointed because I wanted them to work differently. And I know that's you know, very uh, entitlement, whatever, but <laughs> I just was like, no, Spider-Man. why does it say printed cost? Why not There, you know, go down swinging, punch them. You, you, you're you not, oh, look, here's 20 bucks because that's what it cost me to play Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man punches you as he goes down. What? What are you talking about?
0: Why don't if right. we get a 10 cost ally, though? Wouldn't that be exciting?
1: Maybe, Finally. Maybe. I mean, the only way to play him would be Sneak Attack.
0: I'm okay with Strike that. I, I cool. All day. Yeah.
2: And Dr. Um, Strange is like, hang on, I can do this. Yeah.
0: So Black Panther, the ally, actually, I really like this pre-constructed deck because it introduces a new archetype and it, like, gives you all the things you need to make it function. We talked about Command Team being a get ready that you didn't have to draw into. Well, if you want to do that combo where you drop Captain Marvel with Sneak Attack and you use one of those other events you don't have space in your hand, draw, get ready as well. So instead you can have played command team ahead of time. And we get a new type of ally, Black Panther. So he's a four cost ally that says, you may play the event attached to Black Panther as if it were in your hand. Response after Black Panther enters play, choose a leadership event in your discard pile and attach it to him face down. So he can take an event from your discard pile that maybe you spent as a resource, even one that you spent as a resource to play Black Panther, and then he can stash in underneath him so that you can get those combo pieces in play at the same time, which I think is really cool. I like that ability. I do think he's a little expensive for being able to do that, um, but he's in leadership, so that's probably okay.
1: I think he's expensive with two consequential damage on both. Um, yeah, I,
0: I think the idea is you sneak attack him in, right, and then use the event right away and, and go wild.
1: But I, I think based that one... Line... I mean, he's got what same stat line as the the, the puppy, Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather just play Lockjaw ninety percent of the time.
2: I don't know, man. <laughs> this like Black Panther is my favorite card that came along with him. Uh, I mean, he's
1: definitely uh, good. That ability is sick.
2: The especially for somebody like you, I think that I think that you should you should have a uh, I think Black Panther stonk, stonk should be a little higher for you. Um, yeah, I,
1: I mean, he, he's my favorite ally out of the group of allies that he comes with. I mean, they're they're, they're all decent. Like I, I've always liked Elias, um, Falcons okay, Captain Marvel's pretty good, pretty. But good. yeah, bl- Black Panther's the the best ally in this group
2: by it far. Grab, grabbing summoning spell with him is insane.
1: Yeah, and if you could just increase his health by one, he becomes so much better. Team training. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Can I interest you in a tre- in a team training for your
1: team? Oh, oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, like hitting hitting him off of a summoning spell and then grabbing summoning spell with him to summoning spell again when you're ready. Like that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously the the heroes that can do that are limited, but there maybe it's related. I don't know. Three of the strongest heroes in the game. Uh, maybe that's a hot take for Warlock, but I think I think Warlock is a lot of fun. I think he's really good. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, I, he works with Make the Call, and he works with um, Rapid Response as well. So it's not when he's played from hand; it's just when he enters play. So,
1: yeah. no, I, I think he's great. I, I just, I think you want to give him plus one health somehow, and Team yeah. Training's perfect for that um, because that that allows you to get two attacks or two threat, two threats off, and then still be able to block.
0: I really liked the Captain Marvel ally. So she's 5 cost, 2 thwart for 1 consequential, 3 attack for 2 with 4 health. Response, after Captain Marvel enters play, discard the top 4 cards from your deck. If you discard a printed lightning resource, deal 3 damage to an enemy. So right there, she could do 6 thwart and 3 damage and a chump block. If you discard more than 1 printed energy resource, also stun that enemy. That's huge. Like, leadership did not have access to... Status conditions, I don't think at all, other than like using basic cards before. Um, so having a status condition added to this aspect, I think, is actually a pretty big deal. And I actually like discarding things in leadership because you can discard allies that are targets for make the call. With War Machine you can discard like tech upgrades and then put them back in so it's not as big of a pain. Um so I, I like that ally a lot.
1: I, I think my only concern is that five five cost.
0: Yeah, 5 costs is pretty hefty. It's it's no
1: joke. Forces you to either find a way to cheat her and play. I mean, and and yeah, she comes with sneak attack, but I I... I don't know.
0: I feel like with with leadership, when you have strength and numbers and once your deck is like half set up, you're regularly drawing like 8 cards a turn, 5 resources is hefty. Don't get me wrong. But it's still something that you can play something for 5 and still play another thing. Um, Like big money leadership is there with band together and there's so many resources you can have in leadership that she never seemed to have a problem getting to the table for me. Um.
1: And I do not have any problem with the two consequential damage on the attack because it is three. That is a high attack value.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's I I really like that about her actually that she comes in pops for three swings for three.
1: (laughs) I just feel like putting two consequential damage on a two stat. It was rough. But for three, I, I think it feels much better.
2: I agree. I think I agree with that, yeah.
0: Well, we should get to the off-aspect cards, and then we can sort of read back yes. and say where we think this hero fits. Yes, let's so, get to
1: the off-aspect. So, really
0: why don't you read the aggression card, cap?
2: Sure. Uh, the aggression card is... You get three copies of As One. Uh, the event costs two. It has Alliance. So. um You know, the the players can pay for it as a table or as a group. Uh, Hero action, attack, exhaust an Avenger and a Guardian character, deal X damage to an enemy where X is the combined attack of those characters. This attack gains overkill. Uh, Yeah, kind of a mixed bag on this one. It's a really big investment, but since the table can help you pay for it, like, maybe the table can also plan to pay it,
0: or to plan uh, to play it. This card, you're all wrong.
1: The rough part is Avenger and Guardian.
0: It's true, but that's still a part of the cost. So other people can exhaust characters yeah. to pay that part. Um, right. And you're avoiding doing their consequential damage, right? I do. Yeah. I do
1: like that part, yes. I, I, I think the as a person who plays a lot of Solo, it's just it, it's very hard to do the it, Avenger and Guardian part.
0: It is a little bit hard with Solo, right? And most of the good aggression allies for Guardians, if you're playing an Avengers character, right? That's like Bug so bug's already healing himself so you don't really need to avoid consequential damage but one of those characters can be your hero right so if you're an avengers hero all you have to do is get one guardian into play and if you're a guardian character all you have to do is get one avenger into play so with um guardians if you can play like spider girl or anybody cheap it works out pretty well i do this with a lot with wasp because you can just pay one for her And you don't have to worry that she only has one health because you use as one with her the whole time. Oh, yeah. Um, And with boot camp and enraged, that gives plus attack to their stat. um, And it avoids the consequential with this. So if you have like boot camp and enraged on wasp, she's got six attack and she's not taking consequential damage. So two for as one is pay two to do six plus your hero's base stat with overkill, which I'm a big fan of. I don't know. I like... I feel like this could have cost one, but since it has alliance, they probably made it cost a little bit more. Yeah, but I I like it. I do wish it was just exhaust, like two characters that don't share a team trait or something like that, because then this wouldn't be limited, right? If it, it knowing that the next box right is Miles and Gwen, we they don't have Avenger or whatever on their trait so all of a sudden right. like your hero is not going to be able to count in the next box that comes out and if we ever depart from avengers guardians land it's going to feel really bad every time a pack comes out that doesn't synergize with this because like alliance anybody can pay for but the exhaust and avenger and guardian is a bit of a bummer i wish it was just two characters that don't share team trade like you're doing yeah, a team this... up it doesn't matter who they're teaming up from
1: yeah, because eventually we're going to be moving into fantastic for an x-men someday in 20 years you know someday in 20 years <laughs> that's the spirit <laughs>
0: but i like it i like the alliance mechanic i actually like the art on this card too
1: um, i like the art the art is better
0: i bad really bad. like the art um but yeah i i don't mind this card at all i mean i it could definitely be better but i like it as a two-cost card i like it as an alliance card and uh I think you can definitely build decks around it, especially with boot camp and enraged. Um and a basic card that we'll talk about. I'll just do that next. There's a basic upgrade for oh, wait, machines wait. pack. What? Wait, wait.
2: I just wanted to clarify one thing. Like oh yeah. The the my problem with all all <laughs> as one. Sorry. Uh my problem with as one is that basically like you said is the team restrictment, restriction uh, Alliance however I love I want to see way more Alliance and I want to see like big cool effects that the table can all just, can all just commit to like I like I, Alliance a lot
1: my I problem is I definitely just, not
2: with Alliance I, I guess I just
1: don't play enough
2: multiplayer we gotta get you some friends Grim
0: <laughs> we should play a four player war machine game against now Kang again no. now we're talking no, yeah, I agree. I think alliance is a really cool keyword. I wish there was like a a way that made it more exciting for solo players because I have seen a lot of that commenting from people that hey, like alliance is cool, but as a solo player, this doesn't do that much for me. And uh, I think with as one, you could still build a solo deck where that would be fun.
1: Yeah, but you yeah, have to I, build I a
0: very specific deck to make it work. Um, which as we get more cards, there'll be more decks that it works in. But for now, it's sort of like you have to go the boot camp enraged route or as one is kind of just super inefficient
1: um, yeah which is a bummer you know what I would have liked to have seen on as one or or on almost every alliance card it is like the cost being modular with player I now granted that it's gonna make it cost more if there's four players and table versus two but it, it's a concept it just as a concept I I would like to see cost become also modular. Like This card could cost one if you're playing solo, but maybe it costs two if you're playing with two people. or maybe it costs Oh, so two.
0: you're saying like a cost of one per player. That would have been yeah. cool.
1: Something interesting. I don't think this is the right card to do it on, but I would like to see that design scape at some point on certain really good cards.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's something that could do
0: if you do want to build a solo deck with this, you can use Sidearm, which is a basic upgrade from War Machine's pack. It's a one-cost weapon upgrade attached to an ally, max one per ally. Attached ally gains, plus one attack, and ranged.
1: So you can I think Sidearm's awesome. Off,
0: up to seven attack. Yeah. Um, and then as one is just like deal seven damage and exhaust zero-cost Guardian, or zero-attack Guardian, who cares? Um,
1: which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, Sidearm's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's one of my favorite cards in the pack, which is kind of stupid. But um, I like basic cards, apparently. Uh, Why don't you read the Justice card for us, Crimson?
1: So, the Justice card is Vigilante Training to Condition, Max 2 per deck, Uses to Training Connect Counters, Alter Ego Action, Exhaust this card and Remove a Training Counter from it, Choose a Justice, a yellow, event in your Discord file and shuffle it into your deck. I really like this. Um, I, I think the limiting factor is the Alter Ego action part on it. Um, but beyond that, I really like this. Um, this is actually a card that I immediately looked at throwing into my Justice Iron Man deck. because of just yep. a re- recursion screen it's really good being able to recruit stuff like that and iron man's already got tons of recruiting stuff yeah
0: we thought the green one was good and the community kind of disagreed and they don't like these training cards but i think the justice yellow one is probably one of the strongest ones because you can control a threat enough that you're it's yeah. safe for you to flip and uh this card is really interesting because the strength of this card changes as the game goes on right early in the game yeah. if you play this card and you shuffle things back in you're not really able to set up combos. But later in the game, right, you could flip down and you could put in a multitasking and a turn the tide. So next turn, you know you're going to draw a two-card combo and get ready to, like, slam things in the face. Um, so when your deck is, like, almost depleted is the best time to, like, double use vigilante training, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Now, it is a max two per deck, which is fine because you are doing so much recursion with it. So you're getting four cards for... For four cards, pretty much, because they cost one by themselves. Do you
0: think these needed to be max two per deck? Or do you think I, they need these so. max two so that they could fit a team-up card in the 60 cards? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly think that's probably what it is. Like Having three vigilante trainings wouldn't create some broken nonsense. Um, not no. that I can see yet. Maybe in the future it would. But I was just curious if other people felt the same way.
1: I mean, um, yeah, I'll- it kind of feels that way. I
2: think if you had three copies in your deck, you'd be incentivized more to sit on three copies of them until you're almost at the bottom of your deck and then sculpt, like, perfect hands.
0: Yeah, I'm Which, already incentivized for that, so...
2: <laughs> right, right. That's, and that's, that's yeah, that just makes it a little easier. Like, they don't want to... I don't think they want... I don't think that they want us to not have perfect hands. I think they want us to have to really work for it, and if we had a bunch of these just sitting there until the time was right, then you you flip down, draw a bunch of cards, make a perf- uh, from Draw a bunch of cards that happen to be exactly what you need and then wallop every single time
0: well if they're listening i think the opposite so i think if i had three of these i'd be more eager to use it early in the game because i wouldn't think oh i have to reserve these to make that perfect hand later and then i might use them as intended which is like every time i flip um as it is i play the two and then i make myself sit there but if i had a third one that i knew i might have the chance to draw into it then i'd probably use it and uh not not just flood my board and make everybody else roll their eyes at me.
2: Why don't you just use one to shuffle the other one back into the deck?
0: Because it only works on events.
2: But yeah. right. I, I I don't cheat. Want, yeah.
0: It's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, just repeating. <laughs> I'm just playing how I want to play.
1: But I think it's really good at getting, you know, say you end up having to discard your, oh god, what's it, um Justice card that, if it's the or first justice. card played, um, no, if it's the first card indeed. played, indeed. Impede. I so, see, you have to get rid of your MP, you need to play another card. Well, this lets, let's let you get that MP back, which you know, once you get it back, maybe you do get a couple extra turns out of it, or maybe you get a couple extra plays out of okay. so it. Okay, of course, I just like MP. I'm sorry, oh, I'm
2: that's afraid. that's fine. I love Clobber, like, you're talking to the right guy. I just mine's just a different color than yours <laughs> and
0: better. I mean. <laughs> Alright, last card. We've got Staying Together. It's a four-cost event with the alliance keyword and the tactic trait. Hero interrupt when a friendly character would take any amount of damage from an attack. Exhaust an Avenger character and a Guardian character. Prevent all that damage and deal that much damage to the attacking enemy. Um, this card is really cool, but it costs four.
2: Yeah, That's yeah. my
0: comment on this card.
2: Four is is a lot to be costing.
0: I know I've seen people play this card against, like, Ronin, right? Four and or like, two characters. Yeah, four and two characters, right? Uh, right? But at the beginning of the villain phase, all your characters are ready. So you're just avoiding a chump block to stop an attack, right? Man. So you're already going to pay a character somewhere. And if you're paying this four to avoid one damage, you're probably playing the game wrong, right? This should be avoiding... Like, people who were playing against Ronan, they were avoiding, like, six or seven or eight damage swings, which sounds great. But to avoid that, like, seven damage swing, your four-player team, yeah, they had to play two characters or exhaust two hero activations and then pay four resources. And you could have done so much more for that that amount.
2: Not against Ronan.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... How much
2: can you really do against Ronan?
0: Do do you have time to play two characters? I, I guess you just run two Guardians at Avengers and hope to draw into stand together every turn and keep reflecting damage. I, I don't know, like that doesn't seem tractable to me yet. But yeah, um, I've seen people do it and they seem to enjoy it. It seems to take like a lot of shuffling and redoing and resetting up the game as as it doesn't <laughs> go off to start with, which makes me think maybe the combo is not quite there yet. But I definitely think it is a cool thing to, like, if you are going up against Ronin, maybe you put one or two of these in your deck, so if there is a turn where someone's about to die, you can say, nah, guys, Spider-Man, you don't have to die today. We're going to keep you alive. Or whoever it might be.
1: Plus, well, uh, I mean, you, you, do get, you do get a play with Jon Snow, so that's okay, too. That's
0: true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For four cost, I wish it did more than just prevent and redirect damage. If this had, like, a... Prevent all that damage.
1: And then deal it back?
0: It does deal it back. Um,
1: oh, okay, yeah.
0: So yeah, against Ronan, you prevent 6 and then deal 6 back. That's a 12 damage swing for 4. Yeah. That's pretty good. But it, it doesn't seem good enough to me still for 4 cost. If this costs 2, like as 1, I'd say, man, this card's awesome. But at 4 cost, I wish it like stunned or gave you a tough or did something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't do it for me.
2: I'd like to see... An upgrade, I mean, this is, maybe this isn't the time to do this, but I'd like to see an upgrade that says anytime other players help you pay for an alliance card, they draw a card.
0: That would be cool. We, we Some people were like, sort of like conjecturing something like that, and it was like an alternative Nick Fury that sat in play. And it was like, anytime someone plays an alliance card, you can exhaust Nick Fury. Every person that helps pay the cost draws a card.
2: Yeah, um, I like that a lot.
0: And I saw someone else that had like a power of alliances and it was like a resource that was a double resource. And it said, when you use this to help pay for an alliance card, draw a card to replace it.
1: That that, be that'll cool be here. your, that'll be your fantastic four tower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for back, for building. Please. Yep. Please. <laughs> I I would actually love that if
2: that was the theme is like playing, yeah. having having four players play, pay for alliance cards. Oh, I mean, man.
1: It's a fantastic four. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh
2: man, now I'm all fired up. Let's go.
1: But again, all these alliance cards say Avenger Guardian, you know.
0: Not all of them do, right? Aren't there a couple that
1: don't? A couple, but yeah, like again, if these had said exhaust two characters that do not share a team, you could you would have more play space uh, later on.
0: That's my biggest fear is that um like, once we get into the new cycles and we're playing with Fantastic Four or whoever, like, how often am I going to run a read Richard's deck that also has an Adventures and Guardians ally in it so that I can play these cards? I don't know if it will be very often. Right. <laughs> um, it's not spoilers anymore, but if people wanted to know, so we, we definitely spoiled the card from Vision that is out now that still dealt was alliance and it still dealt with avengers and guardians but it didn't require them to be in play it like put them into play so you didn't have to exhaust them and i think we also got to spoil an alliance card for valkyrie and that was another one that did require avengers and guardians so it does seem like all of them right now for the most part are avenger guardian team up cards which is cool that's like the cycle theme
1: right Maybe yeah, when um, we do get Fantastic Four, maybe they'll have a maybe it'll be Fantastic Four and Guardian instead, you know, cosmic stuff.
0: That could be what was weird to me about this is there's no Guardians in this pack. So, if this is like the first pack you buy after the core set, you've got two cards that like you need someone else to bring a Guardian <laughs> for them to yeah. work, which is a little weird to me. I wish they had given Captain Marvel. Instead of Avenger and Ariel, if they had given her like Avenger and Guardian, because she was a Guardian at one point, that could have been could have been a sneaky way to like,
1: or give us some more give us some more characters that have Avenger and Guardian trait on the one character.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Like kind of wild card play.
1: Yeah, Either and maybe way. make it a basic fact, uh, aspect too. Whoa. Yeah
0: we've we've babbled around for like an hour now. So, what does everybody think of the War Machine pack? If you're grading this pack on a A, you must go buy this pack cuz it's super cool. You're going to love the hero, you're going to love the aspect and the basic, ba, 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 backup cards ain't bad either. That's an A. And an F is like, why would you even buy this? Go put it in the miss marble bin. Where do you put this
1: guy? I mean, it's a, it's a B. It's a I I would pick it up to have it in my collection and I would give him a whirl a couple of times. Is it going to be a main? No.
2: Um, I have Americano's grade as well. Um, So going along with mine, where did it go? Oh, here we go. Uh, Americano says that he's loved playing him. Uh, not as much as Iron Man, uh, but he gives him a solid B. And uh, I'm mentioning this because Krim just gave him a B. Americano's giving him a B. I'm giving him a B, but way more enthusiastic than both of them.
0: Well, I was just going to give him a B plus, but I guess I won't. <laughs> so this is what I'll say. I'll say if you are a player that loves the way leadership plays right now, where you chump block with allies and do stuff like that, he's probably a B for you. If you're a player that is one of those people on Discord that always rags on leadership for being too strong and always running the same deck that's just strength and numbers, spam, allies then you should pick this card, this kid up and it should be an A, because it's going to introduce like, a whole new play style that might make another aspect enjoyable for you. So, um, if you don't like leadership, go buy this leadership pack. How counterintuitive is that? See if that works for you.
2: <laughs> and that's so it. Yeah, B's all around.
0: We done War Machine. B's all around. What a B-grade character. B-lister, a, you know? What that's a B-lister, like the there it is.
1: Dude, it, it, if if I could have every character be a B-grade character, I'd be pretty happy. Now, granted, I, I, I'd love some A classes, but if I could avoid Fs altogether, like Miss Marvel, wow. hey, man, the game's in a good spot.
2: <laughs> we have fans, you know, like, they really like Miss Marvel, so <laughs> maybe...
1: You got to have, have, have fans. I do. <laughs> I do not have fans. <laughs> yeah, don't
2: don't make us have to have disclaimers on the episode.
1: I, I I've <laughs> alienated too too many people. I don't have fans. <laughs> God, I hate Miss Marvel.
0: Alright, alright. That's <laughs> it for today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks with another probably hero pack episode.
1: Have a good one, guys. Now I, I like her comics. Her comics are great, but...